The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. From now until Tuesday, get 20% off when you use the promo code NFCBEAST. I'm just about that action, boss. NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Scott Reichel. I am Rod Gomez, filling in for Munaf, who is out on assignment this week for this show. But uh, I will hopefully fill in his seat quite nicely. Scott, help me out if uh, if I start to flounder, bud. Yeah, all good. <laughs> well, we're, we're a team on this, you know. We are a team on this one. Thank God, because I'm going to need it. It's Friday where we are. It is Friday afternoon, 1 o'clock on the, on the West Coast. And uh, as Munaf will always tell you what time it is. So this is where we're getting. We're here to break down the afternoon games of the NFL slate. Some exciting stuff happening in these games. Uh, some, some good storylines. We'll cut off on Sunday night. But, uh, yeah, we want to give you some of the best bets going into the afternoon games. Scott, is there anything, first of all, before we get started in this afternoon slate that sort of intrigues you the most out of these games? Well, I do have to at least talk about some breaking news that ended up dropping based on betting markets. It's going to be one of the first games we talk about, but you have the Chargers spread, which absolutely plummeted in the last about half hour to an hour. I know the Chargers were laying seven. Now they're down to three and a half. Connecting the dots, it seems like Justin Herbert's not going to play. So you can read into that how you want to. I'm not saying the Jaguars are going to win now, that Herbert might not play. But if you're talking about breaking news, what I'm looking forward to, I'm curious how the Chargers will look with a backup quarterback against a Jacksonville team that dominated against the Colts. But I can't tell if that's an improved Jaguars team or if Matt Ryan should just be in the CFL already. Oh, hey, let's not put that on the CFL. Uh, he should be playing flag football out there in uh, in some that of these too. parks. You know, <laughs> but no, I... Local I, recreation I, league, you know, <laughs> be on a copper a copper fit, copper fit tone commercial, you know, playing flag football with Jerry Rice. Co-ed you know, league. These, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Co-ed league out there in, in college. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, to your point, though, this, this spread opened on the 19th at plus seven. Watch it steadily go down six and a half, six, five, four and a half, three and a half now. So, yeah, I mean, breed into that what you will. I, I do agree with you, Scott, that this is probably a sign to come that, uh, and heck, it may not even stay at three uh, or three and a half much longer, depending on when the official news comes out. I'm not saying that Jacksonville is going to be favored at that point, but um, keep an eye on that spread. And I, I don't know. Okay, so let's let's get let's jump right to it then. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, 4.05 p.m., Jacksonville takes on L.A. in L.A. Um, you, you just alluded to it earlier. The spread is at minus 3.5. So what are we doing with this now at this point? For me, I find this game now almost impossible to actually pick because Chase Daniels, the backup quarterback who would be getting the start, he's been around for a long time. He's a hell of a clipboard holder, I'll tell you that much. The technique is flawless. But I'm not sure how good he's actually going to look. The Jaguars, I'm going to ask you, 
How much do you buy into the performance last week? Was it them being good or better than people thought? Or are the Colts just absolutely awful? Can James Robinson continue to run the ball well? And can they just rely on him and let ETN, I guess, feel his way back in or something? That, to me, dictates whether or not Jacksonville can be good because I'm not putting this all on the arm of Trevor Lawrence. I still don't trust Trevor Lawrence's arm. I still don't think it's the real deal yet. And even though it's been a couple of seasons, we should at least see it. I don't see it out of the the Jacksonville Jaguars at all. I still think a three-fourths or even a half of a Chargers team can still beat a Jacksonville team because the Colts, say what you will, but they haven't looked good either. So, you know, at least the Chargers look good. You drop Herbert, they still have uh, um, their their Eckler. They still have Williams. You know, they still have some weapons. So I don't know. I I don't know that I'm betting the spread either. This is going to be a tough one to even try to touch. Yeah, for me, the Colts also are missing Pittman and Pierce, who are arguably their two best wide receivers. So they really had no weapons at all. And I don't really like Reich as a coach. I don't know how Taylor has basically five carries in the first half when you're missing your top two wide receivers. I don't think that makes any sense, but I've ranted about Reich for a while. I don't think he's very good. Either way, point is, I think my favorite play for this game, yes, the total has dropped a lot. I do like the under in this game because I've seen Jacksonville's defense against compromised offense. We'll call that what the Colts were last week. It's good enough. They give them no points. I think they could force the Chargers into a difficult game in terms of actually sustaining long drives with a backup quarterback. So I like the under because I think the Chargers defense is good. That extra prep time because they played on Thursday against the Chiefs. You know, Mahomes is going to do Mahomes things. They gave up a 99-yard pick six there. So that, didn't, that of course, meant the Chiefs scored 27 when offensively they really scored 20. So I thought they did a good job against the Chiefs, def- against the Chiefs offense. I like the Chargers defense a lot, especially with a healthy Mack and Bosa. The secondary is good. Derwin James still healthy for some reason, so that's a big deal because he's a great safety. And Asante Samuel Jr. I like as well as a corner. I'm going with the under. I like both defenses, and the Jaguars' defense is definitely the more vulnerable group. But against Chase Daniel, you're assuming the coaching staff will give Eckler the ball more, hopefully. They'll actually prevent their quarterback from taking some seriously questionable shots downfield. I think it's a conservative game plan. Get in, get out, try to win, get Herbert back for next week. I see a low-scoring game. I'll take the under. I see a 23-17 type of game or yeah. like a 20-17 to 17 type of game. I don't see many touchdowns, and I see a lot of potentially long field goal drops. Yeah, Chase Daniels not going to air that ball out at all, I don't think, very often. Uh, the line movement on this, though, they, it started at 47.5. It is now down five points to 42.5, but I'd still take that under, just like you said, all the way down to however low it wants to go. I don't think it's going to go much lower than 42.5, um, yeah. but we'll see. Keep that in, in mind. Uh, I, I'll... We'll say over under on number of times that Derwin James suplexes Trevor Lawrence. That's off of a safety blitz. That's what I want to want to know. We, well, going- if I'm going to take the o- if I'm going to take the over, I want to correlate that with a rough in the passer parlay if I can get those <laughs> odds. But I don't know. I mean, Derwin's a guy who I who I love. I loved him at Florida State. I think that when healthy, he's a top three safety in the league. I think he's that good. The issue is he's really never healthy. But he's so talented whenever he's on the field. So he's a big beast to that Chargers defense. And the pass rush is very good. Jacksonville, I think, is going to struggle. I like Lawrence to throw an interception. I think he's going to be running for his life the entire game. It's going to be a decent minus price because it should be. But you're kind of hoping they dropped it a little bit because he didn't throw one last week. 
So maybe the odds makers think he turned a corner when in reality he just faced a bad team. But I think the Chargers get after him. I see a lot of ugly drives. And Peterson, we know, is not afraid to go for it as well on fourth downs. You might see a couple of turnover on downs deep in plus territory. I want. Uh, I just want to say that I did cash a good Derwin James uh, tackle bet on that suplex. That was a lot of fun. That that was his oh, actual. How'd that go, by the way, with Miles Jack? How'd that go for you yesterday? Oh, beautifully. He got ten tackles and assist or ten assistant tackles on that in that game. That was a that was a far and away hit over uh, his eight and a half total. I know he did well. I know he did well in the prop cast. Uh, I had the Injoku four to one uh, sure for the did. touchdown. Chubb scored. He went over in yards. Had a hundred plus. We did well. Unfortunately, uh, the Trubisky passing yards was a bad beat because he had like 70 when they were down nine in the like final two minutes of the game, which was unfortunate. But I know we did well there. Yeah. I wasn't sure how your tackles prompted though. No, every, everything hit. Everything hit from, from that end of it. So that was a lot of fun to, to do it. Um, Mike, I want to ask you real quick before we wrap up this game because it feels like we spend a lot of time on the Jaguars. But at plus 150, is there any interest whatsoever – uh, in the Jacksonville money line, just just for speculation purposes, I think you can make a case if you really are low on Chase Daniels, and if you want to look at his Chase Daniel, if you want to look at his overall numbers, uh, last year, do you want to guess how many pass attempts he had? Ugh, uh, twenty-five. Zero. Oh my god, he hasn't attempted a pass since twenty twenty. Oh my god, not including preseason, of course. But the argument's there that he has he is not really familiar recently with actual NFL regular season experience, and you're worried that he's going to look awful out there. Now, I'm sure the Chargers are game plan for that, but I think you can make a case. I'll tell you what, I'm not laying with the Chargers. No, God, no, I'm not either. Not, not even so if I little. had to pick a side, I'd probably pick Jacksonville, but I do like the under more than any other play. Yep, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, all right, let's move on to an NFC West battle between the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals at Arizona, where the Arizona Cardinals find themselves at home at three and a half point underdogs. Um, this is because the Rams, well, obviously the Rams and the Cardinals, but they just won one. Scott against uh, uh, an AFC West team in LA, or I'm sorry, in Las Vegas. Where's the love? Why are they not getting any more love? Uh, because they were very, very lucky to win that game. Uh, it was a miracle that they pulled that off. That might be the best half of football that Kyler Murray's ever played. And I don't even mean just based on stats. I mean, just from watching the game. I can't even describe what he did. It was that ridiculous to actually witness how good he was in that entire second half. The two-point conversions, the scrambling around like a lunatic. It was, it was really everything you wanted to see from Kyler Murray, which is why they paid him so much money. But I got to like the Rams here. I feel like based on the line... It's a massive overreaction to the fourth quarter of what happened last week because the Rams were up 21 with about eight minutes to go against the Falcons. Then they gave up a touchdown. Then they gave up a blocked punt touchdown. And then they had to have a red zone stand there interception by Jalen Ramsey. So they won the game by four. The Cardinals were down 20 to nothing to the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are a very good team, but they were down 20 to nothing and they came back and won. Uh, because of that fumble touchdown near field goal range by Renfro. But let's just assume for a second, the Rams beat the Falcons by 10. And let's assume for a second that the Cardinals lose in regulation. They miss the two-point conversion after the delay of game. Let's say they lose that. What's the spread? The Rams have to be favored by like five and a half or six. 
So I think the fact that it's only three and a half is a monumental overreaction to what happened, not even in the full games last week, but the final eight minutes of each game. I'm taking the Rams. McVay is 6-1 and one against Kingsbury. He owns them. And overall, when the Rams were engaged, they were up 21 against Atlanta, and it seemed like they took their foot off the gas. I'm going to take the Rams. I saw that Rondell Moore is still not practicing, so he's probably not going to play. Hopkins is still out. I don't like their defense. Stafford might throw another pick. I like Stafford interception because he throws one every week. But I do like the weapons. I like the overall talent. I got to take the Rams. McVay is such a better coach than Kingsbury, and it's not even close. It's It just hasn't been a good season for either one of the Super Bowl contenders, to be honest with you. I mean, we saw a decent Rams showing and then and then a not-so-good Rams showing. So I, I don't think you can keep teams like that down very much longer, which is, I mean, obviously we're not going to talk about the Bengals in this instance, but it, I think it's the same with the Bengals. At some point, that something's got to wake up, right? And these teams, they didn't forget how to play football overnight, and, and they're going to put stuff together. And I think you're right. The Rams have too many weapons now. You know, even though Allen Robinson uh, is another one, but who knows whether he's going to show up or not. Hey, he actually caught a touchdown last week. He sure did, thank goodness. But, you know, again, on a consistent basis, let's let's see some Allen Robinson. We want to see that continue on into the thing. So three and a half, you're right. If this were any bigger, I'm, I might be tempted to take the Arizona side of it. But at three and a half, uh, yeah, this is, this is definitely more than a field goal uh, win for the Rams going on here. And, and you mentioned, by the way, both Super Bowl teams being underwhelming this year. Cincinnati has a serious flaw. They can't block anybody. Their offensive line's broken. Do the Rams have a serious flaw, or are the Bills just incredible at football? <laughs> yeah, a little. I'm a, just being honest because people think the Rams are awful because the best team in the league killed them. Yeah, no, I don't the, think that really means anything. No, the Bills are fantastic. Like from top to bottom, you you can't really find too much wrong with them right now. I mean, obviously and that White may change. hasn't even played. He's their best corner. He hasn't even played yet. So people are down on the Rams. And I think they're worse than last year. I'm not saying that they're the same team. But the idea that this team is suddenly, you know, being slept on because they got killed against the best team in the league by far. I think Buffalo is easily the best team. And they were up 21 against Atlanta in the fourth quarter. I think I think the Rams are a bit disrespected. And I think a lot of it's an overreaction to week one. I don't think the Cardinals are good at football. No. So. I, and I agree with you on that one because, to me, they just look very discombobulated in a way that, you know, even with Kyler Murray pulling out what he did pull out, it still didn't look like that team. It was a miracle they won the game. Yeah, it didn't feel and like the they Raiders believed aren't it. good. Like, McDaniels might be one of the only coaches in the league that might be worse than Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> Damn. Gauntlet. I'm just saying, am I wrong? No, I, I can't tell you you're wrong at all. It, it's it's evident in what we saw last week. So, um, all right, over under on this one, is it 48 and a half? Uh, shop around for that. You may find a different line, uh, but consensus is about 48 and a half. I got to take the over. I was going to say, it's the Rams. I think you got to take it's the a, over. It's over this. pass. Arizona's pass defense still is broken. It's not like just because they shut down the Raiders in the second half. It really looked like the Raiders just stopped caring. They're up 20 to nothing. They you know, were already packing their bags, getting ready for the bus, and they ended up losing. But the Cardinals don't have a pass rush. They don't have a secondary. The Rams have a ton of weapons. Cup might go for 150 yards. It wouldn't surprise me. But I do think the Cardinals could also move the ball a bit because the Rams' defense has been vulnerable compared to what we expected. I think this is too low. The Rams could score 34. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm taking the over. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm I'm seeing the Rams scoring at least 30 or more points yeah. of their own. And Cooper mm -hmm. Cup could catch two touchdowns. Like, I mean, that's, you know, 
that that's where we're at in this world right now. So I see that happening too. Um, and who knows, Kyler can run for 40 yards to score a 15-yard touchdown at some point as well uh, in this game. So you never know. Um, all right, we'll break down these other games on the slate, but let's step away for a second and ask you, are you thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now's the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building a monster parlay. So much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. If you watch football, and let's face it, if you listen to this show, you do. You need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. You get over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite show with the included cloud-based DVR+. Plus. No contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. I'm reading off all of these numbers to you right now and giving you all of the lines. And you know what? I'm doing it all from one single tab. I don't got to click around on my computer tabs. I don't got to go to my neighbor's house and ask them if I can borrow their computer to open tabs up on there so I can do research. No, sir. All of these lines that I'm getting are from oddstrader.com and you can find them all too, but not just all of the odds. You can also compare different signup codes and promotions from sportsbook to sportsbook to get the best deal. You also get player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. This is going to make you the most informed better in the entire world world. It's also got a bet tracker so you can keep track of all the games and all of your betting activity. You get handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather. The list goes on and on. It's all there. Find it at oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader is the number one site for all of your game day bets. All right, let's turn our attention, Scott, to the Green Bay Packers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and a game that I think just got a whole lot interest, more interesting than it would have been after what we saw in week one on both of these. Tampa Bay, the home team, only favored Scott by one point in this matchup. Is this really going to be this close? Oh, you're on mute. Yeah, sorry. I, I hate uh, both offenses for this game. Uh, it's really a situation where you're looking at Rodgers against Brady and you immediately assume points. And then you look at the weapons for both teams and you realize, could I play receiver in the NFL? Like neither team has any weapons that are worth a damn right now. And the Buccaneers won last week. Uh, they did the bare minimum offensively. Perriman called that touchdown at the end. Then Winston interception stuff happened, and they scored a free 10 points from that, and the game was over. The Packers beat the Bears. What else is new? They didn't really do anything through the air. Everything they did was through Aaron Jones, and it, I don't think any of the passing ca- pass catchers are actually good for Green Bay. And you're looking at the injury report. They have a lot of problems because Lazard didn't practice yesterday. 
Uh, I believe Watkins is also banged up, and Watson didn't practice either. So you're looking at maybe Dobbs and Randall Cobb, maybe? Like, you don't have anybody as a receiver for this team. And you look at the Buccaneers. Godwin didn't play last week. He might not play this week. Evans is suspended. Julio is injured again. I believe both of us thought that was going to happen. Neither team has any receivers. So I actually like the under. It's a low total. I understand it. And Brady Rogers, people will say, what are you, nuts? Going to take an under with those two guys? I have to. Neither team has any weapons. And you're assuming that Aaron Jones and Fournette are going to get the ball a lot. And no offense to Cole Beasley, I don't think he's going to save Tampa Bay's receiving core. Decent, decent receiver, though. I'm going with the under. If I actually was picking a side, I actually would lean to... Oh, boy. I think I'm going to lean to Green Bay. I, I think they have more running back depth, and I do like their cornerbacks a lot. I do like the under, though, as my favorite play. I don't think both teams get to 20. I think it's a rock fight. I'm going with the under as my favorite play. Yeah, the under here is at 42. Uh, and and just like you, Scott, I there's nobody to throw to. This is going to be AJ Dillon. This is going to be Aaron Jones. This is going to be Leonard Fournette, and and maybe even Tom Brady's going to crank out his wheels and and run once or twice. I don't mind any time touchdown if you expect the QB sneak at some point because Tampa's got to find some way to score in this game. Yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, but here's the thing. Here's where here's where you can find. I mean, obviously shop around, but all of these odds are all juiced toward the negative. Like there's no, even the money line Packers are at minus one Oh five Tampa's at minus one fifteen. So there's no true plus money bets on this game. The books are honestly just confused as anything about how this game is going to play out. And they don't want to give you any sort of edge. If I had to make my favorite play, I said the under I'd look at a first quarter or first half under green Bay is usually good in the first quarter. Cause they have a lot of scripted plays. They'll run the ball. But we know Tampa's unbelievable against the run. They have been with Vita Vea and as, at defensive tackle for several years. I just don't know where either team's going to generate much success because you're relying a lot on either practice squad ride, wide receivers who, A, aren't that talented, B, might not have the chemistry with Brady and or with Rodgers. We saw week one, Rodgers called out the young receivers. It was in training camp as well. And we saw in last week's game, Brady was yelling at everybody because none of the receivers are running the right routes. So I do think you're going to see a lot of issues in the passing game. I like the under. People are going to blindly take the over because of the quarterbacks involved. I got to look at the weapons. And the one thing Green Bay does really well, Tampa's really good at stopping. I see a very low-scoring game. I'll take the under. So then I got two questions for you, because I'm looking at now, I know this isn't the prop cast, but there are a couple of props that, that I want to know what you think about. The Aaron Jones rushing total is set at 54 and a half. Like where that that's got to be over, right? I got to lean over. I know Tampa's really good against the run, but Green Bay's got to force feed him. Worst case is maybe if you want to go for rushing and receiving, I can see Jones having a couple of big screen passes, something like that, because I know Tampa likes to blitz. So I do think you could see a big screen pass there, uh, potentially where you cash in on one play. But I don't mind potentially the interceptions for either quarterback, maybe both. I know it sounds crazy because they never throw any interceptions. But both secondaries are actually really good, and both teams can rush the passer. And when you're relying on a lot of unproven commodities at receiver, even one wrong route and suddenly it's a free interception. Slight miscommunication. I think there's a chance that either quarterback, if not both, throw interceptions. Because both defenses, very, very opportunistic. So if you want to go for 
a bit of a plus money play there. I don't mind expecting one, if not both of these quarterbacks to throw a pick at some point. Love it. Okay. And then last one, Tampa Bay total touchdown. This is plus money. This is actually plus 110. Uh, it's set at two and a half. So the over is at plus money on this one. I think I'm actually leaning to the under, man. Like I, I said, I'm not sure either team gets to 20. Like I wasn't joking. I, I really see a 17-13 type of game. And uh, the talking head shows are going to have a field day talking about a Brady or Rodgers or Wash because they didn't score enough touchdowns against this defense. But I'm expecting a really ugly game. I think if you want to look for props and look for a four net, either maybe receptions for, for the running backs because they got to throw it to somebody. But I really don't see many holes because Green Bay secondary, yes, I know Jefferson's a god. I know he's an unbelievable receiver. You still have Alexander. You still have Stokes. You have a very good secondary. I think you're going to see a lot of potential interceptions, a lot of really, really ugly drives. Over in sacks maybe might be worth a shot. Maybe over in punts. I see an ugly game. I do too. Maybe we'll witness that as it uh, turns out. Uh, well, I, I look, I see another ugly game in this one as well. I said some interesting matchups, but that was just like the first two. <laughs> the, the second two games on the slate just are ugly, and this one is uh, one I'm not looking forward to. It's the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Much like the two powerhouses above them, uh, this game is definitely closely contested as well. Seeing the Seahawks as one-point favorites at home, <laughs> Scott, let me just paint this picture for you, all right? We just talked about two of the most highly touted quarterbacks of our era, right, and two of the more effective offenses that we've seen in past history. They're set at minus one, right, for, for Tampa at, at minus 110. The over-under is at 42 at minus 110, and the money lines were at minus 105, 115. We moved to Atlanta and Seattle, where Atlanta has Marcus Mariota, Seattle has Geno Smith. Well, guess what? The lines are set at minus one at minus 110. The over-under at 42 at minus 110. Money lines, Atlanta Falcons, minus 105. Seattle Seahawks, minus 115. What the hell's going on? A lot of it comes down to weapons and availability, of course, and the fact that both defenses aren't exactly very good. Now, Seattle's red zone defense has been stingy, which I guess is the silver lining. They give up a bunch of yards, just not the final 20. So I guess that counts for something. But Atlanta, this team kind of intrigues me. And I know they're 0-2. I don't think Smith's a good coach. Get Pitts the damn ball. It's not complicated, but still. You look at the first two games they played. Is New Orleans a good team? They're okay. I think they're a mediocre team. Atlanta should have won that game. They choked away a lead late. Last week, they hung around against the, the Rams. They lost by four. And they had the ball in the red zone with a shot to win the game. The Atlanta Falcons this year remind me of last year's Detroit Lions team. They're going to be very entertaining, very competitive. They'll lose a bunch of games, but if they're getting a bunch of points, you probably want to take them. I think this team's surprisingly competitive. And I feel like if you want to take Seattle, it's solely because of home field. It's because of the 12th man, and you know that the crowd shows up. The problem is... Besides the first two quarters, the first half against the Broncos, toss it out for a second. Geno Smith has arguably been the worst quarterback in the league for the final six quarters. He's been awful. And I don't trust this offense. You have Terrell who can match up on Metcalf, so maybe they can do something there. I'm actually going to pick Atlanta because I think this team is actually kind of feisty, and I don't think Seattle's any good. And Seattle, we saw them win a game in miraculous fashion against the Broncos – 
because the Broncos couldn't convert in the red zone and they settled for a 64-yard field goal. Denver handed them the game. And Atlanta, they were competitive against the Saints. They should have won. They were competitive against the Rams. I actually kind of like this team. They're a bit frisky. I'm going to take them because I think Seattle's terrible. So Atlanta, they did lose to two very good teams in and of their own They right, were close. Right? And they, and they played them tight. They're playing Seattle, who is not a very good team. So I do, like you, like the Falcons in this one. I'll go ahead and take the Falcons plus one. And I'll even take them on the money line at minus 105 because it doesn't feel like a, a heavy price to pay. But also, look, you don't got to go too far back through these NFL shows when you listen to them to find my love for Mariota. I don't know why I have a, a soft spot for the guy. I don't know what it is about him. Maybe it's because I like the Tennessee Titans. I was stationed down oh, there for a while. Let's be real. You bet the rushing yards prop on his games all the time. That's why you like Mariota. That's what I'm his saying. His numbers are in like the 30s, and he ends up with like 50. That's why you like Mariota. <laughs> I love Mariota. I loved him in Tennessee. So the fact that he's got the keys to the Atlanta Falcons offense and he can actually be a starter again, I don't know. He's maybe, been good. He has. He hasn't been bad. Let's put it that way. He hasn't been bad. So he's done enough to keep this team in games. And look, I, I don't see the Seattle team being competitive very much longer. I think they've been playing outside of their uh, potential, I guess, uh, really. And and I think that's going to come back down to earth very, very soon. You know, you, you have good receivers that bail your quarterback out a lot, but at some point, that quarterback's going to show his true colors. So, um, What yeah. did Geno do in that first half against Denver, though? He was either like 16 of 17 or he was like 15 of 16. If you really just toss out his first half and you look at his stats since... He's arguably been the worst starting quarterback in the league. I'm not even exaggerating. He's been that bad. Yeah, and it's been it's been cringy to watch too. Honestly, that's that's really what it's and all. They called the pass play with DJ Dallas. That's how much confidence they have in Geno Smith in the red zone. I'm yeah. sure you were a fan of it because you're a Niners fan. Hey, but Geno for the last six quarters. If you don't take my word for it, look at the numbers yourself. If you separate the first half against Denver, he has been atrocious, and Mariota's actually been good. So Geno Smith against the Niners last week, 24 of 30, 197 in an interception. 107 yards of that was Tyler Lockett. Again, I tell you, he bails him out. DK Metcalf, 35 yards. Like what? Yeah. If you have those two powerhouses that Russ was cooking with all of, of basically their career and Geno can't seem to turn anybody loose, but Tyler Lockett, and like I said, Tyler Lockett bailed him out. On a couple of those yeah. catches. so And Seattle also scored seven points in the game last week on a blocked field goal for a touchdown. They got shut out. They didn't score offensively. Yeah, no, it, it was bad. So I'm definitely not taking any sort of uh, anything for that. Um, all right, let's step away for a second and break down the Sunday night game. Uh, but before we do, let's talk about No House Advantage. It's changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play Pick'em Contest versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Go download the app, choose a contest, select your player prop, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders and individual player matchups across every major sports, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. Promoguide.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategy. 
They've got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. And they've got a VIP Discord group that puts ev- even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they're some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you're missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And best part of it all, Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to PromoGuy.us. Check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check out PromoGuy.us. Let's move on to Sleeper. It's the fastest-growing fantasy platform today. You probably have a fantasy league on there. I know I use it for mine. It's got millions of players. It's a game-changing product. It's unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing in the new Over-Under game. Over-Under is integrated into fantasy. It's the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. So not only can you enter a contest via the Over-Under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. So you got Lamar Jackson as your starting fantasy quarterback. Congratulations on your win last week. Not only did you crush that matchup, but you noticed that Lamar Jackson's rushing yards were set at about 75 yards, and you thought, no, 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 that's way too low. You went and you smashed the over on that. You didn't have to leave your fantasy matchup screen to place that bet. You could do it right there. You pick correctly. You win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper, it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props. So stop what you're doing right now. Download Sleeper to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends, and of course, make some money on your mobile phone by joining our listener group at Sleeper. Sleeper.com, and Sleeper's got to automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again, go to Sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. The Sunday night game, Scott, features one of my favorite uh, teams. Well, it is my favorite team. uh, Taking on one of their old foes, just wearing a completely different uniform at this point. It is the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Denver Broncos at mile high. Believe it or not, the Broncos are only favored by, or I'm sorry, the Broncos are underdogs here at home at one and a half points. And uh, the over-under here set at 43 and a half. So... I mean, Jimmy G time, baby. In San Francisco, we get to see Jimmy take on Russ again, just different surroundings. So, A, Scott, what does Jimmy do for your betting strategies? And B, uh, which side of this fence are we on for, for Sunday Night Football? So, when it comes to the betting strategies for Jimmy G, the main strategy is simple. I can now actually bet on the Niners because I wasn't going to bet on Trey Lance. Uh, of course, you know, I wanted Jimmy G to be the starter, not the way that it happened. You know, it's unfortunate with what happened to Trey Lance, but I think everybody felt the same way after Lance got hurt, which was the Niners looked a lot better with Jimmy G at quarterback. And that's kind of the main takeaway that I had from last week. I know you're a Niners fan. You could touch upon it as well, but they look good with Jimmy G last week. Seattle's not a good team, but still, they did what they had to do. Denver defensively is very good, and the Niners defense is also very, very good. So I do think you're going to see a lower scoring game The issue I have with fully breaking down the side is that Denver has been decent offensively outside of the red zone. They have been atrocious in the red zone. I believe they're 0 for 6 when it comes to touchdowns. They had a couple field goals last week. So if the Broncos can get the ball downfield, but they can't generate enough touchdowns, 
kind of like what happened against the Texans last week. It was 6-6 after three quarters. I do have concerns about backing Denver because they can't finish off drives, and the Niners can. So I kind of lean to the Niners there. Kittle's officially active, by the way. Big news, so that's a big boost there for the Niners and for my fantasy team, hopefully. But my favorite play is the under. I think this number's too high. I liked a lot of unders on this show. You know, sorry, not sorry, but unders have been good so far this season. I think that when you're looking at the Niners, Jimmy G is an upgrade over Trey Lance. The issue is Niners fans wanted him gone because Jimmy G is still not very good. He's fine. He's a decent game manager. That's what he is. He's not going to take many shots downfield. He's not going to do, you know, the stuff that you need in order to extend plays, whatever. But he'll find open guys, and occasionally he'll take some really bad sacks and make some really bad throws. But he's a pretty mediocre quarterback, probably below average, if I'm being honest. But Wilson went 14 of 31 last week. He's not been good either. So I think both defenses will dominate the actual overall tone of the game. I like the under. I see a lot of field goal attempts in this game. My favorite play is the under. The side, uh, I like the Niners, but I'm really not that strongly opinionated on it because it is mile high with the crowd at night. And if the Broncos can just do a little bit better in the red zone, they'll win games easily. I'm going to go with the under as my favorite play. I think you're going to see a lot of longer drives that result in field goals. For props, I like the over and field goals in this game. I think you see a ton. Well, so we talk a lot about value, especially me and Cody on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. We talk about finding values in bets. And, you know, in this instance, there's not a lot of value in betting uh, the 49ers on the money line at minus 120. Look, I know you're going to probably end up paying juice anyways, but yeah, if if Denver does happen to squeak something out, but like you, I like the under on this one as well, only because I know the Niners want to run. Like we know Kyle Shanahan, even with Jeff Wilson, it doesn't matter how Scott, you and I could carry the ball for the 49ers and that's what he'd want us to do. He'd be down to the, you know, concession stand guy having to give him the ball and he's still going to want to run the ball. That's that's the identity that the Niners are are there. So, yeah, the Niners don't necessarily want to, to score a ton of points more than they just want to control the ball and score more than the people that uh, they're playing against. And Denver, as, as we've seen, plays down to the competition quite mu- uh, often this season. And, and uh, the 49ers are a much better team than either one of the teams that Denver has, has faced so far. But I do like the Niners on this one. Um, I'll go with you on the under. 43.5 does seem relatively low but it's 43 and a half now i think it opened up at like 45 oh see so it's it's been dropping think, or, or like 44 and a half so there has been under money but i'm hoping with kittle being back maybe now it flips a little bit to get some over money i'm not sure how good kittle's gonna look but i really like both defenses i think we can agree based on what we talked about for seattle and denver in their individual games the first half of week one was kind of a fluke no matter how you slice it Denver's been very good defensively since, and both teams can really rush the passer very well. I see a decent amount of opportunities for interceptions, sacks. I like a low-scoring game. I would take any Bosa sack prop that you can find at this point. I know Russ likes to dodge out of the pocket a lot, but also Russ has taken some sacks in his time, especially at the hands of the 49ers. So, yeah, I definitely would take some Bosa sack uh, uh, props as much as you can find. Because, again, I love me some uh, some 49ers. I always have. I'm never going to ever apologize for being a 49er fan. That is for sure. I'm just being honest. I mean, I do a 49ers podcast as well, but I try to be unbiased on it. But still, 
Yeah, I'm just looking at the overall rosters. I really think this game's a coin flip. The Niners are the more consistent team, which is why I'm tempted by them. But the idea of fading Denver in mile high at night isn't exactly appealing. I'm going with the total here. I think you're going to see an ugly game in prime time. If you can find a Robbie Gold over uh, uh, distance-wise, some if some book offers that, hit that one because I want to see. Or McManus. I mean, it's mile high. They're going to sure. attempt it from like 60. <laughs> They're going to they're gonna, uh, attempt it from the parking lot. They're going to figure that out. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to come back after the break. Just break down, like, our favorite bets of the actual week. Uh, the Lock and dog. The what? Oh, yeah, the lock and dog. There you go. Thanks, Scott. See, this is why Moon Off's much better seat. So we'll give you the lock and the dog uh, after the break. But before we do, did you know that the best day of the week is actually Monday and Thursday and Sunday? It's because the NFL season is here. It's our favorite time of year. And whether you're into fantasy leagues, betting on your team, or just talking highlights around the water cooler at work, the NFL season just got a lot better thanks to the Elias Game Plan app. It is the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Brought to you by the world's most trusted name in sports stats. It's the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports Leagues. It's full of information and insights provided by the renowned research team, which means they're constantly giving you information that's up-to-date and that you can trust. The app gives you everything you need to get a competitive edge. You get league-validated team and player news and stats, head-to-head team comparisons ahead of their matchup, along with Elias key insights from the Elias statisticians, including injury impact reports. You get expert game analysis. That can give you the advantage in betting, picking your fantasy lineups, or just basically showing off your sports knowledge. The Elias game plan is always releasing new features all the time, like their chat function, so you can talk directly to the researchers themselves. Get it straight from their mouths. Don't take it from me. Take it from them. Find it on the app. I know that we give you a ton of stats on this show, right? We break down so many things for you to try to give you the best bets possible. And we have to know, and you should know, that our strategy is backed by numbers, not just our intuition. And so that is why we turn to our Elias friends for their insights Go elevate your NFL season today and download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. Right now, I got a special offer for you when you subscribe. Get 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use our promo code SGPN15. Find Elias Game Plan sports betting in the App Store or Play Store and use our promo code SGPN15. Introducing RYP VIP. It's a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool. Helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. Get ex- access to exclusive data to help you with your weekly game picks. You get premium content like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pool and exclusive swag. Top line here is if you're a serious sports fan, you need Run Your Pool VIP. Use code SGPN VIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. Get 50% off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. That's code SGPN VIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. Let's move on to the lock and the dog portion of this podcast. So, Scott, uh, why don't you open us up with your lock of the week? So, for my lock for the late games, I'm going to go with the Rams minus three and a half against the Cardinals. I feel like I have to. This line should be a lot higher. The Rams, once again, are so low on people's power ratings because they got killed by the best team in football. That doesn't really mean much to me. I think Buffalo's head and shoulders above everyone else. And the Rams looked good when they wanted to for the first 52 minutes against Atlanta. The Cardinals had a miraculous win. Props to them. They're still not very good. They're still missing Hopkins. They're still missing more. I don't like their weapons. I don't like their defense. 
And McVay owns Kingsbury, 6-1. and one. We saw it in the playoffs last year. That game wasn't competitive at all. I think the Rams win by at least a touchdown. Might be close for a half, but I think the Rams eventually will find a way to break it open. Who on the Cardinals can guard Cooper Cup? Because I don't know who can even try to guard him. I see the Rams having a big offensive game. Stafford might go for 300-plus passing yards. I'm going to go with the Rams to win in a somewhat one-sided game. I'm scared for that Cardinals offense when they're looking at Cooper Cup. It's just, he, he you know, he's Cooper Cup. And, he, and he's been quiet by Cooper Cup standards the, the first couple of weeks. I, I say that because he has been, but wow, just wait for that blow-up for sure. Um, all right, I will give you my lock, and that is, of course, my beloved 49ers at minus one and a half. We talked about it just before the break. This Niners team, now that Kittle's back, it doesn't matter who's running the ball at this point because even Debo's going to get a couple of, of uh, carries out of that. Brandon Ayuk has actually been looking good, too, over the, uh, the course of, what, a half of last game when Jimmy came back. Once Jimmy came back, it was like all of a sudden the, the passing options sort of opened back up again for this team. I think they tried to get Trey a little too much running efforts. I think they needed to let him pass, but that's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter now because Jimmy G's in the house. And we can get Jimmy G to get us within the, the 20, 25-yard line and then let Robbie Gold kick us uh, field goals all day long. Uh, but even still, I think it's going to be more than a point and a half, obviously, that they win this game by. Yeah, I am scared a little bit, like you said, about the night game being in Denver, but um, I just think this Niners team knows that it's early in the season, Scott, I know this, but for whatever reason, I still feel like the Niners feel like their backs are against the wall now, especially with Trey Lance being out and the fact that they've got an entire season to prove that they're still one of the better teams in the NFL. Yeah, well, I mean, you can look at the Niners, how they were kind of doubted the entire season last year, and even though people don't exactly like Jimmy G, they were still a dropped interception away from probably making the Super Bowl. So I think this Niners team is obviously good enough with Jimmy G. I know Niners fans want somebody a bit more dynamic, can maybe push the envelope a bit offensively, but we know what Jimmy G is. He's good enough to get your team to the NFC title game twice with a really good supporting cast. And as a result, he's good enough to win any given regular season game. I love it. Uh, All right. Who is your dog there, Scott? So I didn't really like many dogs. I thought about taking an alternative total if I really wanted to, but I'm not going to do that. I am going to go with the one dog that I was extremely tempted by early on. I'm not going to count like minus. I'm not going to count minus 105 for like the Falcons or any whatever. I'll go with an actual dog. Give me Jacksonville. Let's have some fun with this. Uh, I think the Jaguars are decent enough to take advantage of a compromised Charger team, not just because Herbert might not play. But Keenan Allen did not practice. Trey Pipkins, the right tackle, is also questionable. Uh, J.C. Jackson and Corey Lindsley are both doubtful. So the Chargers are missing a bunch of pieces, not just Herbert. I think it's a good spot for a team that's young, motivated. Hell, they won a game. You know, it's big for morale. So I do think they can get the job done here. Chase Daniel is a solid clipboard holder. But as I said before, he attempted zero passes last year. I'm not exactly confident in his abilities to move the to actually move the ball. It's a low-scoring game in my eyes. I think it'll be close. I'm hoping Lawrence doesn't throw the ball into the other team's lap three times for this game. But I'll take the Jaguars. They've shown something offensively, and I'm not sold on Chase Daniel. I didn't like many, if any, underdogs in this game or this overall slate. So I'll go with the Jaguars' money line. I think this will be a one-possession game late. 
that's good enough for me to take the plus, what is it, 150? Uh, yeah, uh, so that's, I got it at plus, yeah, plus 150 in there. Yeah, um, it's, if it's a one-possession game late that should come down to the wire, I'll take the plus 150. Hey, look, Jacksonville has already matched their 2021 win total and are a third of the way to their 2020 or 2021-2022 win total. So they're riding hot right now. This is this is a win streak for Jacksonville. Yep. And I look, I don't know if you and Moonoff do double lock or do double dogs, but I'm going to jump on that one with you because plus 150 is the best one out there uh, for this. And hell, we have seen the Detroit Lions come to play football this season. I mean, they, they may have not walked away with all of the wins so far, but by God, they're actually scoring points and doing decently in these games. So Jacksonville's probably saying, why not us at this point? Why can't we knock off a big dog in the AFC and, and prove now granted it's a hobbled team, but at the very least, that's a perfect, uh, perfect time for them to jump on it and to do it. And if this is an, if this is a game that is physical, that is low scoring, that is not going to be all that glamorous. That seems like the kind of game that Jacksonville can win. <laughs> all I know is that Trey Lance, uh, not Trey Lance, sorry. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been an extremely underwhelming quarterback since he was selected number one overall. And you can make a case so far in his pro career, he's a bottom five starting quarterback in the league based on stats. It's a rare moment where the Jaguars clearly have the better starting quarterback. And that's something you don't see that often on Sundays. I like the fact that Jacksonville's healthy. They have the better quarterback. And Daniel's a veteran who has not played that much. So I don't really know what that does for you. I think Jacksonville can keep this game very, very competitive and I do think they could get it done, especially with all the injuries to, I mean, I said the Chargers might be missing two starting offensive linemen. JC Jackson might be out. Keenan might not play. There's a lot of serious pieces that are not going to potentially suit up for this game. I think Jacksonville's very live. I'm going to take them. I will tell you that you have about 20 minutes that this is the only game in town to watch. So uh, if, if your channel is showing it or if you got NFL Red Zone, you can be glued to this game for the better part of the first quarter. So if you if you really want to keep an eye on this game, you can because it's the only one in town going on at the time. I'm not sure how much you want to. Uh, maybe you're hoping that maybe the one of the other games runs long so you don't have to subject yourself to it. But, you know, it, it's there for you. The next game doesn't start till 125 Pacific. So, um, yeah, it's on you if you want to keep an eye on the Jacksonville and Chargers game. Uh, yeah. Uh, once again, we didn't really like many underdogs. I thought about an alternative, like maybe the Rams minus like six and a half, or I could do something like that. Cause I really think the Rams are going to absolutely crush the Cardinals. Atlanta. I, I was kind of up in the air. Denver, I think it could as a shot, but I don't like hack it at all. And I'm not putting any money on them after week one. Uh, yeah. I, I think Jacksonville is really the only option I have. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you too, especially value wise. Cause there's no plus money other than, the Jaguars, because even even Atlanta is not plus money as the underdog. So, what is Denver at? Denver's also minus one hundred and five, yeah. or are they technically like even money? Uh, Denver's at plus one hundred for okay, out on the that money counts, line. I guess. Yeah, yeah, but even still, like I don't, I don't like Denver. To I don't win. feel great about that game either. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, all right. Well, I feel great about your guys' chances of winning money this weekend because, uh, listen, we've actually had such a pretty good track record on this show of getting people uh, some cashes. So I hope you've enjoyed it so far. Obviously, season one of the NFL Gambling Podcast, we're striving to bring you better and better content here on the SGPN. So thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for listening and, and having a good time with us. I know 
I'm not your normal host for this, and Moonoff will be back next time. Uh, so if you if you like Moonoff better, just drop a comment and let me know. I'll go back to NASCAR. But I love being NFL. Scott, thanks for hanging with me, buddy, and thanks for keeping me uh, keeping me honest. Yeah, always fun. I know we dominated on the prop cast last episode, so I know we made a lot of people some money on Thursday. Let's carry it over into the weekend. I agree. All right, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio, R-E-I-C-H-E-L Radio. Besides that, still doing a bunch of other podcasts, either the NFL, the occasional prop cast. I know we're going to be starting the NBA division previews on Monday, so stay tuned for that for the NBA show. Do the WNBA show as well. That season's over, but we're going to do a wrap-up show in a bit. Doing tennis as well. Should have an episode probably tonight or tomorrow. A lot of stuff, a lot of podcasts, a lot of content. Pretty soon we'll have a snooker gambling podcast because that's available too so we're going to find people that know about snooker i just learned about the sport like a little bit ago so hell maybe i'll jump into that uh follow me on the the only sport i'm behind on is really cricket that's one thing i could potentially improve on but you know what scott let's uh let's talk offline about a cricket podcast we'll get there oh boy Uh, (laughs) i gotta gotta learn the rules first so you gotta give me like we'll we'll take five while i learn the rules of cricket (laughs) Hang tight with us. We'll get there. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find a link in my bio to all the work I got going on, whether it's the SGPN, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's In Between Media. Everything I'm doing, find it on my Twitter profile at RJ Gomez. Again, Moon Off will be back with you next time. Uh, I'll be around here and there. Don't worry. I won't go away completely, but uh, you can always find me on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast and the F1 Gambling Podcast and the CFL Gambling Podcast right here. All right. Anyways, enjoy the NFL, everybody. Uh, As Munaf always says, let's break these books and let it ride.